This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. The best sports tickets in town? Come out on Tuesday, December 12th, and see the new-look St. Thomas men's basketball team battle the University of Wisconsin Green Bay Phoenix for only $5. Check out Riley Miller, one of the best shooters in all of college basketball and a group of high-flying freshmen. The ultimate combination of team basketball and athleticism. Go to TommySports.com to get your $5 tickets. Always fun, crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. All right, Patrick Roycey, off of Twitter, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday. Yes. So so let's get right to it. You've got a great Kevin O'Connell, Lions factoid. Yes. What did you, what would you have tweeted if you could have on Sunday? If I could have tweeted on Sunday because I was sitting on it all day. Kevin O'Connell now has lost as many games to the Detroit Lions as Mike Tice and Brad Childress did combined. They were 16 and 1, and he's 1 and 1. Yeah. Should we get rid of him? Uh, Should we get rid of him? It might be early. Might be early, but. Uh, that would have been a great that tweet. Is, See, that's why people, you can't be off. I, I gave it to Rand, but I gave you the one Saturday yeah. about yeah. the Army Navy Unis. I tried to articulate it. They were terrible. They were terrible. A lot of the, people. They were yeah. so bad that the Navy coach got fired. But after after fifteen years, and uh, and then yesterday I was talking to Rand. I said, "Hey, put this about something else." And I said, "Put this in there that when he loses this game, and he 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 said I had to look that up to make sure." I said, "No, I've looked it up a lot." Ticey was eight and zero, and Chili was eight and one, and Chili's last year when he got fired. <laughs> Yeah. When he got fired, they beat him in the first game, and then the Lions beat him in the second game. But Les was coaching. Les was coaching. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So he was. I eight, remember that he was eight and one against him. And just think what, just what, think what the records of those two guys had been without the lovable Lions. These are not the lovable Lions, though. No, they're pretty good guess, offensively. Yes, they they're pretty good offensively, and we're pretty bad defensively. But uh, you know, you know, they they can still be exposed. It, it is. They could be having a hell of a season if they hadn't. Of those, they were one and six, right? Mm-hmm. If they didn't absolutely urinate away, including the one here, sure. three or four of them. I mean, they had they had three or four of those games won, and they were the same old Lions. And and then they remember the last of those losses. They just got clobbered, and you thought, okay, they're just sick of listening to this guy and playing. Like I thought that. he was in trouble. Yeah, now Jared Goff is putting up 350 yards a game, and they're putting up 40 points. And they got receivers too. Yeah, they uh, they got a few of them. And I got to give them credit: the fake punt and the pass to the the pass to the tackle was that won the game. Mm-hmm. If the Vikings get the ball back with three minutes to go, they're scoring, and they'll be going for two to tie it, won't they? Yeah, most 100%. Likely. Yep. Yeah, because they just throw to Jefferson. So that, yep, was, true. that was the ball game, throwing to 
Rufus Sewell or whatever oh, his name. Tonight Sewell. That was a. It was, it was a hell a of a catch. Play, though, yeah, it was a. He great, made a nice catch. He's a, apparently a great athlete. But they've been put, apparently they've been putting him in motion often, right during the game. I have no idea. Yeah, that's what I thought. But yeah. I saw him going, and no one covered him. So I saw the quote from Kendricks today that yeah, he, he said okay. he said more power to them because he they'd put him in motion several times, and we just started ignoring it, figured he was going to block and. They got him out the out the flat, and uh, he caught the ball, and they won the game. And uh, people are trying, people are uh, want to get very upset at the Vikings and the lousy defense. But uh, they're going to end up either fourteen and three or fifteen and two, depends upon whether they play their regulars. I mean, if three, three. I yep, mean, they've got four, three right either now. thirteen and four or fourteen and three, depending. On if they play the regulars at Green Bay or not, which I don't think they will. There'd yep. be no reason to. Right? Or Chicago. They, they've got they've got four games left. But they won't sit them. They won't sit the big boys for two games at the end of the year. I think they would sit them at Chicago if their seed is locked up for the, that so you think last they, game. You think they'd where? Come on. What do you oh, it's, it's right there. It's always right there. It's a rite of passage of this show that that thing is going to go off about 12 mm-hmm. p.m. So... Anyway, uh, my the you think they'd sit them two weeks? No, I think they would sit them. So they play Green Bay in the penultimate game, and then oh, Chicago. I thought so. Play, I think I that they would they, sit them in Chicago. I thought they played the. Green I don't think Bay they'd the sit them two weeks. Game. No. Okay, I thought the Green Bay was the last game. No. Okay. Well, you're right. Then they'll sit them in Chicago. There, there's no sense in no trying to get them. or in getting. Plus, you'd, like, you'd rather beat Green Bay anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but they're. You know, it's yesterday. I mean, he gave up a thousand yards, but Cousins had a fantastic day throwing oh, the, throw the ball. Jefferson was phenomenal. Yeah. Cousins was yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, well, all time record. Yep. And you lose to the Lions two twenty. He's a he. He should definitely get MVP consideration. It doesn't have to be a quarterback. That's I Jalen, said that Jalen Hurts. Two weeks ago, Jalen Hurts is going to win. Yep. But Jefferson's certainly done as much for the Vikings as any player's done for any team. Jefferson and, Ty- and Tyreek Hill with the Dolphins yeah. are wide receivers who deserve to be considered. Yeah, Tyreek, they're kind of, they've lost a few now, right? Yeah, they, they lost, lost to the, the uh, Chargers last night. Mm-hmm. But yes, he deserve he deserves to be considered. Where would the Vikings be without this guy? Yeah. You're not going to, you wouldn't replace him. Well, for one thing, Thielen wouldn't have as many catches. Osborne wouldn't have as many catches. Yep. and. Whatever his name is, Rigar wouldn't have been open about six times either mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Jefferson. Mm-hmm. They, the great thing about having Jefferson is they can do anything they want to him, and uh, they're the other guys are still going to you know the other guys are still going to get open. Even a, now, it is amazing his first game against this team he caught fourteen yards worth, right? Yes. That was what would what, well, that, what were they doing that day? Was he hurt? So they, terrible, or what were they doing that day? In that game, they had the cornerback from Ohio State, that Jeff Okuda. Yeah, he followed him, and so what they did was Okuda was injured, or I'm sorry, he was sick last week. Okay, so he couldn't play as much. He he was he played on Sunday, but he Not was like spotty. He yeah, so he couldn't he couldn't be on Follow Jefferson. But do you remember the thing in that game that they didn't talk about on the telecast yesterday was? Okuda was called for like six penalties. Oh yeah. So like Jefferson had a ton of fan. okay, a ton of yards. So he kept holding them. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So like he was probably 
I remember a couple of the penalties. Yeah. yeah. So he probably he probably accounted for one of them was 100 on yards. The, one of those was on the winning drive, right? They had yes. him stopped and then they called it. I'm not kidding. I think he it. took like six penalties. Really? Wow. Yeah. So So I mean there's never a time where Jefferson is a non-factor now. Okay. Here's the big ricey question of the week. All right. What's Randy's name? You're the guy you do the podcast with? Realistic Randy. Realistic Randy probably can't answer this question. This is such a deep question. All right. Is it the system or is Danielle Hunter cooked? What is it? I Which one is it? Is he beat up? Has he been beat up for too many years? He was a flash and he's now mediocre and this is him? Or is it the system? I think it's the system, and here, here's why. I'm not saying that he's the player that he was in 2018 or 2017 when he was fantastic, yeah. but I think it's the system because there's too many guys that aren't having an impact. I think Donatel is running his scheme. Yes. And I don't think he's flexible enough to say, I'm going to need to tweak my scheme. But if Hunter was, if everybody else was going great guns or playing pretty mm-hmm. well, but yeah. I think when you look at the overall, I mean, Pat, they, it's a franchise mark now, what, the last five games, 400-plus yards. Yes, first time ever. I, Although. I think it's coaching. I did say more this earlier. This, it, it's 400 yards, but 400 yards today aren't what, 400 yards are what 325 It's still was. five consecutive games, it though. It is. It is. It's if a it lot of yards. Just but a it's game not, or two, I'd, be, I'd But it's not like when they were bad with Van Brocklin and he gave up 325. That was a big deal, yeah. right? You know, so. It's not, you don't go all the way back there, but uh, yeah, yeah, it is. And so that, if that's it, what was the logic of having all this money invested in this guy Yep. and, and then bringing in Smith who could either play linebacker or the other one. Yep. What was the logic of getting him in a position where he's, has to run after a receiver once in a while and stuff like that. I mean, what what was the logic? It made no sense. What are they? Who who? It had to be O'Connell it or was somebody O'Connell. who thought a three four was the way to go. Yes. So O'Connell, that, you know, you don't have Aaron Donald here or what? What you know? O'Connell when he was with the Rams, they struggled against the three four that that okay. that. Fangio ran with the Bears and then as the Broncos okay, coach. I see. Okay. Donatel was the DC yes. for Fangio, but that's like being the OC now for O'Connell. You're not calling no. plays. Yes. So the assumption was Donatel knows all the secrets. But Donatel has in the past called plays. Right? He has other plays. And he used to run a 4 3. Yeah. So like he just became attached to, he, he must know what Fangio does. Well, now he's but finally. Now he him. wants him. But. By definition, the three. By definition, the three uh, man front. The basically the five man front when the guys are on the edge. Yep. Isn't that? Aren't you? That is a blitz, basically. Aren't you going after them with five guys most of the time? Shouldn't you be? Well, shouldn't Not consistently. Smith, they don't. Shouldn't Smith and Hunter be going after him every play? Yeah, but they. I, but here's so so Phil's Phil had the stat this morning. They blitzed on. Thirty-two percent. They okay, pressured thirty-two percent, which means is sending both Smith and Hunter. Yeah, right. which but that is, I believe their average going into the game was sixteen percent. So they really? upped it, but they don't get, but they don't get to the guy. And so I don't believe who, Hunter is that cooked. So who can't play then? Who's who's 
What? I don't think. Who are the other three? Who are the three guys? Dalvin Tomlinson, Harrison Phillips, and then I forget who else they started as alongside those guys yesterday. And F- Phillips and Tomlinson are both run line. stoppers, right? Yep. Basically, yes, they're not so, pass rushers. So. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever I think at some is, point in time you've got. I want Hunter on a, I want Hunter doing what he was doing. Right. You know? But that's the thing is you've got to adjust. What O'Connell's done pretty well, I think, is adjusting to his talent, too. I think this guy's running a system and saying the system works and the players don't necessarily fit it. Well, they got tied into this defense in game one because they went after the Packers with the umbrella. And Rodgers had a bunch of idiot receivers who didn't know what the hell they were doing. Poor Christian Watson. If they had Devontae Adams oh, God. in that and came out with that defense, he would have caught 12 passes the first game, right? Yep. But, you know, Rodgers spent that whole game grousing and mad at Watson and the whole thing. I mean, Watson has become a receiver now, but it took a while. But... I think they fooled themselves into saying that where this this big umbrella works because we even fooled Aaron Rodgers. No, his receivers fooled Aaron Rodgers. The Lazard didn't even play that game, right? Right. Yes. The there only, was no the only guy that knew what play he was supposed to be running, and they got you know Randall Cobb back, who's cooked five was his best five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, I think they took a lot of optimism out of that first game about the Ed's umbrella defense. And uh, I, I, I don't, I, it's not the Tampa two, but it basically the same thing is leave the middle of the field open and throw underneath them. Let them throw underneath you. It's, it seems extremely passive. Yes. Like there's just room there all the time. Yeah. I mean, and the Tampa two was extremely passive. And if you had the right guys up front, then you could make it unpassive. But Mm -hmm. uh if you're not rushing the quarterback in the modern NFL, you got no chance to stop people because that's about the only way you can stop people now is with the with the as good as the receivers are, yep. as many as quick as they are to call holding penalties on your defensive backs and all that stuff. You got to be able to. You got to pressure the quarterback, and you don't have to hit him all the time. But you got to look. You got to make him think he's going to get hit. At least you got to be close enough to make him twitchy, right? Yes. So. Yep. The perception. Yeah. And they're not coming close to that consistently. No, oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. They're ten and three with this. You know, with this defense, it's uh, it's incredible. So, anyway, they're still ten and three, and they they weren't even they weren't even. Out of that game yesterday, Mm-mm. as bad as it felt like they were down by twenty one, as bad as they were defensively, you know, damn. As I just said, if they hadn't thrown the pass to the big old tackle, Vikings would have been going for two, trying to tie the game with a minute and a half to go. Can you imagine the criticism Campbell would have got if that play didn't work too? Yes. Yes, but it was a great play. It was, and it worked. But if that hadn't worked, we would that buffoon. Uh huh. He's uh he is a fired up different kind of guy, but they gotta love him and he's gonna be the king of Detroit, whether they make the playoffs or not. Do they have to win them all to make the playoffs though? They got four left, right? They'll have, have to, to look. They probably have to win three out of four. Huh? You know what? I think that Giants and Commanders mm-hmm. I think that was a setup. I think they had a pregame deal to tie. Because it basically I gets them, it basically gets them both in the playoffs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, they're gonna 
know. You know what? We need it, penalty it, kicks. We need it, penalty yeah. field goals. <laughs> Something that is really just and tells the difference between two teams. Just a bunch just, of field goals. Yeah. Penalty kicks, yes. Let's just take everyone off the field. Don't even try and block uh, them and just keep going backwards and backwards until somebody misses. Uh, don't get me started on penalty kicks. You can you can play for hours, and then you're going to go up there and and kick it into an open net. Yep. Who, who's who's the best at going? Uh, make you, him to think you're kicking right and then kicking left. I hate him. You go from the most the, the hardest sport to score goals. Yes. To to basically indoor soccer. And, yes, and then once you're either goal down or you're scoreless mm-hmm. in the with 20 minutes to go, it becomes who can convince this one referee to give me a penalty kick, yes. right? Ah! Well, I he had one on Saturday. England missed. Harry Kane missed the missed damn thing. It. Oh, he'll never forgive him, will It was Blair Walsh, Gary well, Anderson. Yeah, right. They might, they might be the Vikings of soccer. They are. Yeah. England. Well, they showed the they open. I right. just saw the tape of the open net. He had the open net, and he missed it by 20 feet, right? I know. Kicked it Declan's over right. There. Yes, no, you know him. they are. He was the hero of England. Now they hate him. He's lucky it's not Colombia. Oh, you wouldn't see, go home. See you later. Well, I suggest you don't go home. Escobar went home. And I, yeah, exactly. He got killed before the other Escobar did. Yes, and the other Escobar had the whole world trying to kill Going him. Going after him. But these guys, they got this guy in the bar. You've heard me discuss my relationship with Josh Arnold for some time. The reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As has been said, uh, through all of our relationship, past results do not guarantee future returns. And while that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. You can understand that Josh will make sure you are not paying more in fees than you are seeing in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would like to think. Do yourself a favor and have a booking with Josh for the fourth. 48-minute free evaluation. This is a no-obligation meeting. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. You will be glad that you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Patrick Royce is a paid endorser. By the way, I got another angle about the whole oil thing. You, I, I might not be around for it, but you and Declan will. Yeah. And about about six years from now, you're going to be paying eighty six cents for gasoline. Do you know that? Everybody is. I'm talking, sitting with a car dealer, watching a hockey game. Everything is electric or hybrid. Oh I mean, yeah, everything. I mean, everybody. Is, yeah, yeah. You won't nobody wants. Yeah. Nobody. You know, everybody who's got money and is buying a new car is waiting months to, buy to get an electric or hybrid. And they keep, you know, there were two, three years ago, there was three of them yep. make, making them. I got now you. everybody's making them. You know, Tesla's, you know, okay, that moron, you know, was the big thing in uh, in electric cars, and he was ahead of the curve. But everybody's making one now, you know. Yeah. And then it's going to, and they're going to keep getting better. So you can drive, you can. How far you, can you get them? That's my well, question. That, yeah, and right now you got to. If you're going to Chicago, you got to stop and get a cup of coffee for an hour and plug it in. I'm not doing that. But I'm not either. But they keep getting better and better and better. Right. And more and more. So range. what happens then? 
That's good. We don't have to. We don't have to need. We don't have to That's, be beholden. Are the oil people really going to accept this, though? What are they going to do? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're very rich and capable of bad things. I'm oh, just yes, asking. They are. Yeah. Like but, if you go to your product is now no longer necessary. It'd be great. I just don't know if it's going to be uh, that simple. Well, they're going to try to keep promoting to us the delights of of gas-powered vehicles. I mean, suits are still, you know, well, you know, Steve wants the old gas burner and all that stuff. And I'm, I, I was talking to this, hey, I can't afford one. You know, they're 80,000 or something. Yeah, but that's, I mean, they're ungodly. Like you said, that's coming down. Yeah, but I can't afford one. But if you wanted one, mm-hmm. you gotta wait six months. They're oh, no. they're in they're in tremendous demand. And there's a, I just saw a thing today, as a this country, Gen Z. What is Gen Z? That's uh, twenty five through twenty five. That's uh, yeah. That's like twenty one through twenty five. That's the one below me. 21 through 25. I'm at the tail end of millennial. And I'm not making this big political. It just tells you where the mindset is mm-hmm. on biofuels and and gay relationships and everything else. Every state in the union, the Gen Z voters voted Democratic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every state in the union, even the I'm redneck ones. Not surprised a bit. No, because... I mean, that doesn't mean 2024 could still be a Republican landslide because yeah. old white people still control the vote. But it's amazing. But well, young, and it's, it's amazing what the message is. And you know what else? The, I found out about the message, too, with my fuck column, which, by the way, was <laughs> outstanding. It was funny. I read the headline and thought, it what was, a jerk. Oh, it was God. funny. Yeah. I read the headline and I just stopped it. right it there. Had I little, loved it. We slipped the line, you know, everything yeah, yeah. we'd say yeah. like. All that worked for what? As we're sitting there, <laughs> as they're sitting there to wait for the results of a top 50 recruiting class, which wasn't the case. You know, nice little snide remarks, but harmless, right? And what happened? It was not a club, right? Well, nobody read it and yep. they just ripped the hell out of it. Yep. Cause, and the Tribune. And Ryan I, James I, ripped you. I defended Ryan you. James Ryan James called it a hit piece. Yes. That was great. I, I defended James, you. A hit piece. Nothing to see here. That was a Nerf ball. Yeah. That was a Nerf ball. 2022, oh, it's, hey, a, it's a hit piece. Hey, I, I tried to set it up and say, I'm okay. Give them a million bucks. I don't yeah. care. That's, yes. And and they're saying, you old guy, what do we care? What happened <laughs> In 1930s. Well, because he said 115 years, you jackasses, not me. I wasn't going to do a thing. And there it was. I can't let that go. I would I not know. I would not be fulfilling my place on earth if I let him say, we're doing amazing things that haven't happened in 115 years. I can't do I can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's his fault, not mine. Right. Your problem is I'm nobody innocent. read it. Nobody read That's it. That's your problem. But they got, yes, they don't read it. So your great lines all were lost. All were lost. Uh, you know what? My email, which is people my age are emailers, right? Yeah. 
full of praise, <laughs> full of praise. But we're all going to be dead in two years, you know. So that's that's one of the problems. You know, one guy played with Bronco or something. One of my support, you know. So, but yeah, it's uh, that's that's Gen Z. You know, you old, you're not going to read that. You're not going to read that for the delightful one-liners that are in there. They saw the headline, and they know you're predisposed to criticize Flack. And the Star Tribune's Twitter guys, which I've given up on, they sent out the Twitter thing. And I think they like to put a hot take in the headline, in the little summary. It's not really a headline. It's a, what do you call it? It, It's a headline and then a story summary. But, but, but. The headline, the the little yeah, it's like a teaser. It's, it's, it's like a, a little teaser a to the teaser, column. The twelve words teaser yeah. said, "This is not the golden era of Gopher football." Well, nowhere in the column does it say this is this is that he claimed this was the golden era of football. All it says is he said he's done amazing things that haven't happened in fifty. You know 100. what you need? You know what he needed? He could have just said, "When we've done amazing things here." That haven't been done. And you would have ignored it completely and never written about uh, it and ignored golf and football. 15 years, I would have. You know what you need to do? What? You need to, in your next contract with the Star Tribune, you need them to uh, get to agree for your headline and summary to say, you'll have to read it. (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's right. Get rid of any this, headline you want. No this reference. This is about go for football and PJ Fleck. That please, can be the please read it. Yep. No, but the but the big head can be you'll have to read it, and then the summary can be this is about go for football. And there's and that's never, all you get. There's never been a time in our lives that it's more important to get immediately to the point. But that doesn't mean I'm going to change, right? I mean, no, it's far I'm too late. Seventy-seven. It's not. I can't change. Well, and you God do Twitter. Sake. You do Twitter well. Yes, I do Twitter. So well. I mean, it's not like you don't get no. to it. But your writing style will ne- no. I'm should not, not going to change. I'm not going to change. I had to give him the. Uh, you know, I was willing to let this pass. But this has been one of your platforms, as far as historical Minnesota sports goes. The go for football thing has been one of. But before Flex said this, too, yes. though. Yeah, you have gone through the fact that they didn't play as many they games. Eight games. There were no bowl games. There were very few bowl they games. They played eight games yeah. through 1941. Yeah, they played nine games. This gave you a chance 19- to teach. That's my point. I was teaching. 19- I know. Through 1970, they never played more than ten games, which would really make it hard to win eleven. Right? Yeah. That makes it tough. Right? Yep. So anyway, so you were teaching. I was. It was a. It was a professorial. Yeah, Professor Pat. <laughs> yes. But they didn't see it that way because they didn't read it. And you know, and you know what? A good teacher would make sure the students read. Yes, that's right. Not just assume from the headline. And you know, of course, all of society. I was talking to a couple of basketball guys and talking about the woeful condition of Gopher basketball for twenty-five years, basically. Oh, and now it's terrible. Nobody goes to the games. And yep. were you at the Michigan game? No, I haven't been to a game. Okay, for a while. Uh, and. And we we got to adjust to the idea that no, when the we were mad at Bally Sports North for not having the games on, but that really affects nobody under thirty years old or forty because no. they no. don't watch it. They watch the Vikings. 
Well, and they're on Big they Ten watch, Network, aren't they? Yeah, golfers. They watch the Vikings, but they don't. They don't watch. They don't sit down and watch games. They watch highlights. I had a baseball coach tell me they still had great numbers for their baseball. You know, the high school team. I think the Bill Bob Carter, but uh, at St. Cloud Cathedral, they still had good numbers, plenty of places. These kids have never watched the Twins games. The Twins get the World Series you know again. They, they might watch. They watch highlights. In the morning, they get up, yeah. pull out their phone, and see watch the highlight package. See what's on the highlight package. Yes. And you know what? I don't blame them one No, bit. I don't either. I don't either. Especially baseball. I'm not complaining about anything. I'm just saying the world the world has become nonstop snapshots. Mm-hmm. And that's not, you know, Chip's wonderful piece on... Red Lake, five trips to Red Lake Indian Reservation with the world, one of the world's five best newspaper photographers, Aaron Levinsky. Fantastic. And we gave her, and it was a fantastic read, but the audience was, you know, 50 plus, I got to think. Cause, uh, you know, the I read the whole thing, so you're I right about too. that. Yeah, me too. I read it in its original form, and then I read it again in the paper. He said it to me when, when, in early, and I read it. And I said, yeah, this is good. You could uh, do a couple of things. But uh, it's fantastic. And we got a great reaction, and that's pretty much what newspapers have to do because those are gone. Those, Gen Z is gone. Yes. They ain't coming back, you know. Well, does Gen Z read the website? I don't know. Definitely I don't know. think I don't think we're really high on the website either. Okay. You know. I, I was just curious if they're being steered somewhere. So Gen Z watches highlights and might go to like ESPN.com then. Yeah. That's but how that works. Again, Without kids, I don't know. really. Well, I do care, but I'm sort but, of checked out. But, the, you know, the last I looked, there were 300 and some comments on the Fleck column. <laughs> and again, the number of people who read it from top to bottom of those 300. Now there was some of them were repetitive, you know, there might've been 200 individuals or 150 <laughs> we started fighting. We're, we're probably 12. <laughs> there wasn't any fight. It was pretty much, they all it was part of my, it was David Morrell against uh, the kid who lived from you, you know, from um, Kazakhstan. It was, it was a knockout on, on Twitter. It was a knockout. But, oh yeah. I saw it. I told you, I defended you. I tried mm-hmm. to defend you. I yeah, said, this is a, a historical perspective. Yeah, well, it's, you know, Ryan James, I got no problem. He's, you know, he's a house man, and that's fine. But it's not a hit piece. It was a it was a humorous look at, a, well, at an over-the-top comment. Yes, and that, but that's the thing with Fleck is I'm sure he perceived it as a hit piece. And what's incredible is to go back to th- this extension, I honest to God did not hear one person object. No, nobody's saying. I didn't say anything about it, but that's. And but but part of the debate becomes, oh, you want somebody else to go? No, no, no that's I, just, I want somebody who's not going to say nobody's been this good in 115 years. Yes, that's all I want. That's a long time, 115 years. Corzo said if he'd stopped at 55, he might have been okay. But he's yeah. You know, but it's it is uh, it's it's an interesting world out there. Oh God, yeah. Mm-hmm. The golfer basketball thing, though, is my God. Nobody is there. We, we don't. It's... We don't talk enough about how that program has. I mean, post Clem, post Clem, basically, and and Clem's ninety eight. They won the NIT ninety nine. They went to the tournament, and then George Dorman broke the story the day before they played Gonzaga. Yep, and that, but that team was not going to 
make a run or anything. But they were still filling the barn because of 97. Yep. And and since then, it's well, I remember going over there and saying, you know, like year or two of months and saying, God, there's only 11,000 people here for a Big Ten game. Now it's, you know, it's even when they, you know, they're padding by, what, 70 Fifty percent, at least. I don't time. even know. I haven't been there, and, but the, and it's so bad right now. They announced no ten for they announced ten for Michigan, and everybody said there were six, seven. But uh, we spent all this time worrying about Gopher hockey and Big Ten basketball. Gopher hockey's in fine shape. They got the best team they've had since two thousand two. Yep, they won it in 03, but they're the only time they were better. That O three team wasn't as good as the O two team. The blue light. This is the best talent Incredible. they've had in twenty one years. Yep. I mean, this is un- and they are they were young, you know, young. Everybody talks young. They were finding themselves. They're now an unbeatable machine. How well, bad they beat Wisconsin six oh Well, they killed them on Friday, then they trailed two rip on Saturday and came back and scored like six or seven yeah, goals. Yeah. They're but they've got Pat, they've got I I would estimate at least seven guys right now that should be playing pro. Oh yeah. That, I mean that line of Cooley and that that whole line. Yeah, Cooley's this, fantastic. Nice is a yeah, he, monster. He should be in Toronto. Nice should be. He's a monster. He's going to be a top six guy with the Maple Leafs as soon as he leaves here. He's six. Faber. He's six. Faber's fantastic. I love him. Yep. He's going to replace. He's six foot four. Uh, nice is six foot four. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Six, he's great. Three, six four. And talented. Yes. I mean he can skilled. The, Cooley. The only way they're going to get beat, they're not. I don't think they can get beat when they get in the tournament. Anybody that beats them is going to be a monumental upset, Yeah, I, I think. Because the talent on the – you're well-coached, A, Motsko. Yep. And, B, the talent is going to be superior to anybody else you're playing. Yes. And by the, by the end of March, when you're in the tournament, they'll be better than they are now. Yes. Because they're just getting more and more experience. They're I, great. I put out a tweet Saturday saying, is Wisconsin this bad or are the Gophers this good? And – Nate Wells, who used to cover yeah. go for hockey, sent me a note, and he said the only two teams that could be competitive are Denver and Quinnipiac, and Quinnipiac is just older, hard, you know, it's, yeah, it's they that got, style. They got the union, but these this, these guys now could skate circles around Quinnipiac. I bet. Oh yeah, they're man, they're good. They get going. Uh, Brodzinski's come on; he's played great. It is amazing how he got it going again. As far as you know, there was a period where okay, you got a lot of other options. Every other sport, I was talking to uh, Jay, what the hell's his name? He runs Division One basketball. You know, he's one of the Furman, Jay Furman. He's one of the Division One guys. Yep. And, uh, and you know, that's one of the big AAU teams. And it was, you know, Patino basically got run out of here because he didn't get Minnesota kids, right? Mm-hmm. And wasn't winning a lot, enough anyway. And... Ben came in and he got he's got a bunch of them on this year's team, but next the next group, none. Now he's getting two really good players from out of here. But we were talking about okay, the kids of even the John Thomas, you know, when he was with the Gophers coming out of Roosevelt, they had a hundred options. Uh he wants to be on the floor at Williams Arena where there's been all this excitement and 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 Furman said, 
these kids, it's a world out there. It's a world out there. Some of them want to go someplace so they can hike in the mountains. He said, some of them want to go where it's warm. He said, they all have different, there's no big, there's no big driving to force. Go. You know, Amir Coffee because of his dad, probably right. wanted to play on the glorified elevated floor of Williams, but there's no romance there anymore. It doesn't, it doesn't figure into the decision yeah. and, and kids like to get away from home too. So, well, and you can go to basketball powers now, you know, we didn't used to, we didn't have lose classes in, of, of guys that had like two or three Duke mm-hmm. North Carolina type talents. You know who the hottest junior prospect in the state is this kid, Asuma or a, he's a guy. I think he's a junior. He's playing a cherry up by Hibbing. Now he must be a mom must be a you know moved up there maybe like the I did a piece last year on the kid from Medelia whose mom said I'm gonna get the hell out of here and moved her family down there and I don't know how this kid ended up in Cherry Minnesota but he was playing in this breakdown tournament last weekend at Hopkins at 11:30 in the morning and all four Gopher coaches and the entire roster was there watching him. Just now, the Gopher coaches to recruit him, but the players wanted to see him. Right, and then and then there's a there's a bunch of them. There's like Holy Family has two six foot eleven guys, or that are going to be. There's a bunch of them. They're not like Thugs and the Tyus and those guys. Right, but they're you know you can win with them. You know, there's a bunch of them you can win with, and was. I was talking to uh, John Doxton, the coach out at uh, Lakeville North, and he loves Ben, but Trevor Winter's kid plays for him, went to Wisconsin. Well, yeah, they're they're a factory for the Badgers. Yeah, the high school coach doesn't, you know, the high school coach coaches, he gets them involved, he doesn't tell them what school to go to anymore. And Winter's kid... His dad went and, and was yeah, a good for the was a good, good gopher, gopher player and mom Heidi Olhausen. yeah a great go one of the first great gopher volleyball so players. If dad can't if dad has his kid go play for Wisconsin, you really don't have a shot. Sometimes no, no. Sometimes I mean, you just I think they like the way they coach big man over there, right? Yeah. So that's and then yeah. Speaking of volleyball, wow! Did Co- did uh, director Coyle come out of the woods today? Uh, Hugh quit in what late October, mm-hmm. and you know that you know that Coyle's search committee for a replacement was Hugh. Coyle's search committee for his next hockey coach was Louis, right, 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 and he got a Mots- He got Mots- Mot- Go get Motsko. Yeah. It was not. You got to give him credit for one thing, Coyle. He identifies who he wants and he hires them. Mm-hmm. Well, today they hired. Keegan Cook from Washington, who, when you read it, went to the Final Four. It kind of turned him into a top 15 power out there. They hadn't been. But you uh, you go, they went and got him, and they hired him today right as soon as basically they lost last week and Gophers lost. and bad. So they must have been on the phone with his agent November 1st or something about a week after Hugh quit and they must have identified him as the guy they wanted. And when you read the bio about, you know, Hugh is a, into this whole holistic, you know, you're involved, the 
you're involved in their lives. You know, there's only 12, 13 players and you you right. want them, you want them to graduate. You want them to be their best selves. And it, it's not a cliche as much as a, a thing, but they, and this, you read the stuff about this guy, it's the same. So he's, you know, one of the probably top 10 or 12 coaches in the country. And they got him, they signed him today. And this is just me, but you're out there on the West Coast and you're, you've doing well in that league, but you got Stanford, which is a power, but all of a sudden UCLA and Southern Cal are leaving, right? Right. You don't know what that league's going to look like when you're done. Right. They already got a great nucleus here if they can keep it, and they got two hotshot recruits coming in, and you're going to have – you're going to be playing in the big, even though the big 10 ended up with no teams in the final four this time, it's still the best volleyball conference in the country. Absolutely. I got to think UCLA and Southern Cal leaving has got something to do with him coming here beyond money. They probably paid him eight, nine. Well, there's way more certainty here. TV wise as well. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. So the the TV deal. Yeah. You know, the money. You know what they found out when, when they started that, I I think that they thought (laughs) that big 10 men's hockey was going to be great programming. And what I think they found out is it's okay at best, right? Mm-hmm. Volleyball, I don't think they saw as as being viable, and I think it's turned out to be a gold mine. And they get a they get a if a fifteen year old girl is home and she's a volleyball player, she's apt to watch the volleyball because you don't get overexposed to it. As a fifteen year old boy, he's not going to watch the basketball. Is probably yeah. you know is what. So the volleyball audience is hardcore. It's also a good TV sport. Oh, it's, it's a great. really good TV it's sport. It's great because it's constant action. Yep. I always say it's the great thing about it is there's 75 goal line stands. Mm-hmm. You know, not every time, but there's drama. Enough of them, yes. There's drama and enough points. I'm I'm really, uh, you know, hats off the coil for going and getting him. I'm sure Hugh said this is the guy you want to get, but they – they didn't give him time to change his mind. So why did Hugh quit? Do we know yet? They hasn't told us. And he was supposed to tell us Monday. I thought you said. And then they got a yes from this guy, apparently. And he didn't want to inter. From what I hear, Jeff Day's tight with him. And Day told me that uh, he didn't want to interfere with the whole thing. So maybe two weeks from now, he'll talk about it. Or just, huh. just he'll talk to somebody and, and talk about it. But I, I don't know what I, I think it could be as simple as family that, He's got an eighth grader and a tenth grader, and he's that was a great hire, though. Wants to, oh, this guy? No, Hugh. Oh, oh, to get him here well, originally is a great. My hire. old friend Vols. Uh, you guys were tight. My old, we, we, no we, hit pieces on her. We ever. Became, we, no, no hit pieces. Now those were some hit pieces. <laughs> that I should clip out. A yeah, couple you of, should. I should clip out a couple of those and send them to Ryan James and say side by this side. This is a hit piece. Yes. Okay, here's a Coach Brew column. That's a hit piece, yes. right? That's a hit piece. You know, why would anybody play for this idiot? That's a hit piece, right? Yes. And we've never done that to PJ. Uh, but, yeah, when he brought in Hebert, what, mid, mid-90s, mid and saw volleyball as a as a big growth sport, and she was had been a volleyball coach. But So you had him, and then McCutcheon landed in their lap. It wasn't because of Maturi. It was a family situation that he, he, you know, his his wife's father was murdered in Japan. I remember you told me that story, yeah. uh, And he wanted, she wanted to come back, and he wanted to come back. And and what's interesting, though, is 
he signed on to be assistant AD. You know, he's going to work for the Gophers. So. Oh, he's oh, so yeah. He's just he's like, I I got a hunch that uh, Coyle's going to put him in charge of the non-revs or something. I I don't know what the thing is, but sure, he's a really impressive guy. But this is a hell of a hire because Keegan Cook is like one of. The, Here's what's astounding, though, about volleyball. All the coaches are males. Like, there's only women only have like twenty percent of the head coaching jobs. It's I did not know that. The other thing about it is we've had I can't recall any scandals with, with the men, men's coaches in volleyball. Yeah. There's there's a it's not like all these other sports where we have where we have problems, but this is a hell of a hire. He's going to do an introductory press conference Friday, I guess. Anyway, go for a Vikings play Saturday, right? Yeah. Saturday afternoon against the Colts. And then the next Saturday is Christmas Eve against the Giants. How did that game get moved? It was TBA and they put it as part of a, there's a triple, triple header, header right. on Saturday. Which so is, and that's what? They must've done it because the Vikings had 10 wins at the time. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, their their choices probably weren't great. They're gonna. That's gonna be it's tough. Not that's gonna be tough competition for some of those good bowl games that we got coming up, though, right? When do we play? I don't know. Where's the pinstripey? Coach Kill. You know where Coach Kill ended up? Back in Detroit. I saw, and, and I saw he, Shooter he, had a note about what a great job Kill did. Well, he did, but two of the six victories were over FCS teams, including Valparaiso. Which lost to St. Thomas thirty-eight to six. He played. They played them. They paid them four hundred thousand dollars to come down to New Mexico State to wow. make them bowl eligible, so they could go to Detroit and lose money. It's. Uh, but hey, Jerry, it's better than their basketball, where they've had a murder. So yeah, uh, how's yeah, that? Yeah. Well, that guy got that guy got lured in though. I think he, right yes, by guess what, undefeated. Oh, that's well, how I got murdered in. That's what murdered happens. In. Young man, that's but, what happens But the sometimes. best part of this was, so he had to sneak out of the hotel at 11 at night, you know, because his curfew was 11 or right. something. Two-thirds of the team was outside. <laughs> they all left the hotel. I I don't think that coach has a big It's his first year at New Mexico State. I don't think he has a big future. You think he doesn't have his thumb on the program? No, the, uh, the guy, you know, the guy trying People tried to murder him, and then he shot a guy to to defend himself. Yeah. He hasn't been charged yet. Yeah, he probably should have stayed in his room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you should just not go through the charade of curfew. Just yeah. say, please, guys. Yep. Please, guys. Just don't don't be carrying. All right. All you got right. anything else? No, we're good. All right. Talk to you next week. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plug Door Chris Howard. University of Michigan QB J.J. McCarthy makes bold predictions but doesn't fulfill them, and Ohio State kicker Noah Ruggles misses an opportunity to etch his name in Buckeye lore. Fans love their teams and the players. That is, until they don't. When it comes to finger-pointing, you'll find no greater antagonist than the fan. Why? Because it means more to them, or so they believe. As a former player, nothing angers me more than armchair charlies accusing the teams of overlooking opponents or blaming players for providing bulletin board material. But leading up to the game, the fan is the one talking the most, boasting the most. When the team is winning, it's a lot of we talk. But when the team loses, it turns into they lost. You will never know what those moments feel like because you didn't put in the work to earn those feelings from those moments. That's the great thing about being part of a team. You win as a team, you lose as a team. We cry, we console our brother. We don't point the finger, we go back to work. 
back to the early morning workouts, the hill sprints, back to the bloody noses and broken bones. Why? Because it really means more to us. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget BetOnline for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.